Hey everybody, welcome back to Civil Discourse. I'm your host, Amaya, and today we have some guest appearances and a new co-host. Uh, we have Layla, Hannah, Lexi, and Brandon, and today we're going to be talking about all things AI. So we've got some really good conversations lined up today, and I'm excited to dive right into them. But before, a quick disclaimer statement. The Student Spin Podcast is a sister media to the Six Mile Post newspaper at Georgia Highlands College in Rome, Georgia. The views in this podcast do not represent those of the Six Mile Post or Georgia Highlands College. Thank you, everybody, for joining me today. We have some lovely people on Civil Discourse. I'm going to go ahead and introduce Hannah. Um, my name is Hannah. This is my first semester co-hosting and hosting. And I'm co-hosting this episode of Civil Discourse with Amaya. And I will also be on Sights and Sounds with Lexi. And um, <clears throat> I'm a film major, and I'm just really excited to be here talking with you guys all. And then we also have Brandon. Hi, I'm Brandon. I'm normally the host for Host Buzzer Podcast. But this semester, I'm trying to kind of get my feet wet in Sights and Sounds and Civil Discourse as well. And then we also have Lexi. My name's Lexi. Um, I'm a host on Sights and Sounds, and this is my first podcast. I'm super excited to be a guest on Civil Discourse. And then we also have Layla. Hello, I'm Layla. I am the station manager of Student Spin and a host for On the Record. I am also a film studies major, and I'm excited to be here as well. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you all. Thank you so much for your introductions. And of course, I'm the main host of Civil Discourse. I'm Amaya, (laughs) communications major, and this is going to be my second semester uh, with Civil Discourse. Um, I'm excited to have you all on the show today. We're definitely going to have some really fun and exciting conversations, and I'm hyped for it. I hope you all are, too. Uh, The last point that I had was um, a college student actually created an app that can tell whether AI wrote an essay. Anna, did you want to start? The first thing I came up with is I think that these like technologies are really new and they're being like developed constantly, like every day. Is AR efficient enough yet to even like replace human artists? Because I don't really know if it's if it's gone there. There's just so many different things to like what it means, what art is. So like, I want to hear what you guys think about like if it's really there yet to you know replace people in art. I don't think it's quite there, just because like I think AI art is taking the same like learning pathway as humans where it does have to go through trial and error. I don't think it's close to it now just because of how like still relatively new it is and like how much potential it has to go farther. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think that the biggest thing for like art is you kind of have to define exactly what is art. Like an AI can only do so much. You think about all the different like mediums, like and you think about like kind of what art is, like the intent, like we make art as like, because of what's around us, we make art as a reaction. That's like a human thing. And then you think about like, are all AIs are like learning from images that are already made by people. So you can only learn so much. Like an AI can only do so much, but people are the ones that made it, that like teach it. So like, I think it's, it's not like as scary yet <laughs> to like, it won't replace people. Cause I know Layla, you said you actually used it for something, right? Uh, yeah, I did. I wanted to bring up like 
with the errors that you were talking about, part of art is to be human and to express like human emotions or to express failures and errors, like all kinds of art comes about through mishaps that turn into beautiful things that stay art. So those errors have the fleshy human feely things that AI doesn't have. I feel like the culture, like the enriching part of art that humans bring is not there when you're doing an AI programming. Yeah, we we did an AI picture for one of Bedside Pond's album release. It was our Druid's picture. And we were just playing around with the new apps and we thought it was a fun trend. And we saw some really beautiful pictures, but still, um, even with what what we ended up with, I would have rather had somebody draw something because it looks a little bit too generated. Like it doesn't feel authentic like you like a musician would want their cover art to look. We're starting out, so it's a good trial and error thing. But in my opinion, I would prefer human handmade authentic art as opposed to AI art. Well, I think that I would prefer actual human art compared to AI art. But the one thing AI art has really going for it right now is convenience and how fast it can generate something. Yeah, that's exactly Whereas what an actual do. artist, it would take days, maybe even months if it's that complex of an idea. Whereas AI art, you can just type something in the search bar and have something there just like that. That's a really good point. It's definitely very convenient and widely accessible, more so for like the art itself or like specific mediums I kind of touched on because it can only do but so much. You can't really get a whole lot of like like the texture of oil color. You can't really see the effort or like the actual human air made in art because that's, you know, part of why we love a lot of the historical art that we have hanging up in museums now. Like I was reading about this really one specific one that's really popular. It's called Dolly. And it was only it only came out two years ago. And it's probably like the ones you see on all the trends. And now they have a second one that came out last year, like this time last year. And it's just crazy how much it's improved. Like it's able to expand paintings that are already made and like come up with new like backgrounds for like previously made paintings. You know, like there's only so much to expanding in something like you were saying about like the culture. I feel like that's the biggest thing with art. And I even saw some articles talking about like bad art or something that's probably just like, have you ever seen a painting? You're like, I could totally paint that. But then you read about who painted it. You read about the story, about the culture, just being able to like see it in a frame, like in a museum. It's so much more different than like an AI generating like, you know, the most random thing ever that's like trending on TikTok. I feel like that's like the biggest thing, like with art, like it's so, it's so human. Hopefully it doesn't get to that point where people are, you know, preferring AI because it can expand on already existing works. Because I think I did see a few examples of what you're talking about. I think like one of them expanded the Mona Lisa and like the whole Mm -hmm. background behind it. And I was like, hmm, that's interesting. But also I think it probably would have been better left to the person's imagination. Yeah, definitely. It's not creating anything original. Like every single image an AI creates comes from images that have been like put into it that have been made by people. It won't really create something truly original like how people make stuff. I think the biggest thing about art is intent. Like, what do you mean? And whenever you go and you talk about art, like the first thing you think of is what does this painting or what is this whatever mean 
And like AI doesn't have like a meaning. It doesn't have an intent. It doesn't understand feelings and emotions. It just makes. So I think that you take out like such a huge part of what art is like when you generate something. I like the idea of using AI to produce um, an idea and then kind of backpacking on that idea to create your own art with meaning. But I think it's like, or having someone uh, create art for you and then paying for that art. I think people find it like way more convenient to just use AI to create a realistic portrait of you and then not having to pay for it. So I think it's really unfortunate for artists that like make art um, and it's just kind of like putting them out of business too, I feel like. I, I agree. I think that's a really great point. So it's like really like who is this the audience for this AI art specifically? I think it uh, gears specifically toward creators. Me personally, as a musician, I've seen other musicians make entire music videos out of AI art. And it's more complex than just like generating a picture and it being the words that you put in. But you can put the words that you want in to describe your video and it gives you intricate moving themes and I think of course there's somebody going in there and editing it still right it's not totally AI but more and more creative eyes are looking at super cool things like that and they're like how can we do that uh and then we find out that it's AI and a person isn't even creating the whole thing um but I think that's really who it gears towards is the people uh, trying to brand things and create things and as we see marketing kind of spread out you know we see it evolve and try to pull on our heartstrings more. I think the technical aspect is what we'll lean on more in the future rather than the emotional part. We'll just want to see a bunch of cool stuff and we'll want it to get cooler and cooler. And our only hope in that case seems like AI. But yeah, to answer your question, I think creators mostly. That actually is like really good. I think what you said about the um, the music videos and like how you say like creators, and it, it kind of brings me to the next question is, like, how can it be, like, beneficial? You know, we talk about all the negatives, but, like, how Layla was saying, like, a lot of times um, you kind of have to put the right thing in to get something good, and that takes a creative person, a person who knows design to kind of guide this AI. And I even read that there's literally jobs now, prompt like, prompt designers, prompt engineers who will teach you how to type the right things to get your perfect, like, AI picture. So, like, how do you guys think that it could be beneficial to human artists? I think it could really be beneficial to human artists in the way that you use it as, like, a tool to help prove rather than, in a, like, an absolute replacement for that actual art. Because we touched on earlier with it being used as, like, a thing to help with ideas. I think that is a really a justified way of looking at it because sometimes a lot of artists do get to like having art block or like burnout where they can't get a lot of original ideas. College student's name is Edward Tian and he's like 22 years old. He's a senior at Princeton University and he built it as an app to specifically combat chat GBT. And it's definitely gained a lot of popularity with educational professionals and teachers and professors and uh more than about like 30,000 people have tried out the app that he created which is called GPT-0 within a week of his launch 
so badly that it also crashed it within that time. It alleviates a lot of the headaches that teachers and professors go through with checking against this type of stuff, making sure their students actually understand the material. But like you brought up earlier, Hannah, um, it should be applied in correct places. Like it definitely depends on the situation it's being used in. Because like for book reports, but for things that deal with people's actual majors and like coursework that they have to do, I think it, that does matter a lot because that's the field that you're about to go into professionally. So you should know the material that you're working with. But I think there should be better ways to like actually just make it so they don't have to depend on it so badly. So I think in a case like this, you absolutely need technology. Like you absolutely need it because I can't imagine my life without it. I have my phone. I have so much technology. It's it's unreal. And taking all of that away, I feel like people will uh, like, I don't know. People would not survive. It'll be like, the I feel like we have. Yeah, I feel like we'd have an apocalypse with less technology more than we would have one with more technology. People would go absolutely feral and crazy. Well, I was just going to say like really quickly, like if someone, you know, obviously someone creates AI to make an essay, then someone makes an app to see if someone does an AI, in AI, right? And then who's going to stop the next person from finding a way to block out that app? And it just kind of goes on. Like there's really no way. These are like creative minds who are out here like, Technology helps a lot in those times and those situations in helping students actually understand these things. It's not just as a scapegoat. It actually does help us learn and apply these things in real life. So that's a very good point. That's a very good point. But yeah, that's about all I had for today, guys. Thank you again so much for joining me on this episode. I'm so glad to have you all and all of your opinions. And hopefully the rest of the semester goes well for everybody. Bye. Bye, you guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>